Hey folks and welcome to another episode of The Numbers Game. So this is the show that's all about the numbers that everyone pretends they don't care about. So that means the metrics in your business from traffic to revenue to income. But of course we know that it's not just about the numbers, it's about the people behind it. And this is all about as well how to grow engagement, trust and loyalty with those people. So I'm Colin Gray, joined by Matthew as usual. How are you doing Matthew? Good day sir. Good day, good day. Uh, and this is the fourth official episode. Episode zero. We don't, uh, I keep thinking that, we don't count episode zero. Episode four, it is episode four. Uh, and we've been doing the story of the business up till now, um, catching you up with how the podcast was started, how we've got to where we are just now. And we're almost up to the present day. So we're almost up to what's going on with the business right now. I've got a two-parter, I think. I keep thinking we're going to get there with the next episode, but it never quite happens. Because time keeps passing as well. So well, that's true. Yeah, never catching up. Never quite catching up, yeah. Um, but it's more, there's just there's just been tons to it, I suppose. Tons of elements to it. So the last part, I think, is going to be a two-parter in that it'll be... Uh, this episode is going to be about the content and the membership that we do. So this is the kind of the teaching, the coaching side of the business. And the next episode will be about the software that we're now building. Uh, that'll be our product in the future. So that's going to be kind of looking towards the future more. So this episode, content and membership, coaching, that kind of stuff. So we're trying something a bit new this time around. We usually record with our boom arms, which are currently on the floor, aren't they? With our, uh, our dynamic mics, uh, SM58 or a Samsung Q2U. But this time, what are we recording with, Matthew? The ATR3350 lavalier mic, which Indeed. is a very, very, very long cable. Yes. <laughs> Maybe see if you're, <laughs> if you're watching the video. You're watching the video. Uh, it's got a bit of a bird's nest yeah, cable. It's but, a huge um, cable. Um, battery powered as well, isn't it? It uh, needs a wee tiny battery. But yeah, we're doing this because we're finding the boom mics kind of awkward to work with, with the video as well, not getting in the way of the video. Um, so we're just going to try it, see what it's... It means that I can look around at Matthew much more easy because there's two of us in the studio here, here obviously, and look around at the screen, look around at the camera, not worry so much about my mic technique. But I have to admit, in my headphones, it's not sounding as silky smooth yeah. as the dynamic mics. I think, yeah, there's a trade-off maybe. And then yeah. when you when you finish recording and uh, go away to put the kettle on, you leave the, inevitably leave it pinned <laughs> and everything falls off the yes, table. Yes, exactly, you drag the recorder with you. But I do that with headphones anyway, so it's just <laughs> whatever cable I'm attached to, everything's coming with me. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's just to give you an idea of what we're using just now, the ATR3350 lav mics are plugged into our uh, Yamaha mixer just now, and that's going into the Zoom H5 and also going into the camera as well, actually, via the AUX out. It's just cables everywhere. Yeah, yeah totally. But you can use these ATRs for interviews actually really well we plug them into the bottom of our H5 um, just with a quarter inch jack uh, and take them out on location for interviews they're quite good for that but um, I'd quite like to try some new good better even uh, lavalier mics these are decent but you get much more high quality ones don't you film standard yeah but they cost a lot more but anyway yeah just to give you an idea of what we're using for the, the audio recording today in case it sounds different to you anyway how are you this week? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um, I've nothing to report, really. I'm uh, waking up every <laughs> well, morning, <laughs> fine and healthy. Yeah, and, uh, good, good. Um, yeah, no, no issues. Excellent. Um, so. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's go to uh, the story. Um, so what we're going to do is go back to September. I left off in the last episode in September uh, of 2016. 
so starting back then, the first thing that happened around then actually, um, in the six months from then on until now, is that Robert left actually. We talked about taking on Robert as the content manager. Uh, at the start of 2016, he was the one that was um, aimed to uh, do the editing, to manage our content calendar, to work with guest posters, that kind of stuff. Um, and he left at the end of September to go and pursue. In fact, we clarified it last time he wasn't sacked, was it? He went. <laughs> He's not dead. Uh, to go and Robert uh, died. Be a lecturer. So that was the start of it. So it was back to just Matthew and I, uh, and a few part-time uh, staff like our, uh, our admin Judy and a, a couple of other people that were working with us. Um, I went off to ProBlogger in September as well. That was another part of um, the, the start of that sixth month period. That made a big difference, actually. I, I think we got a lot of more visibility through that. I got a few posts on the ProBlogger site at that point. Um, and there was just there was a kind of step up in terms of credibility, I think. There was quite a few people took notice a wee bit at that point, just because ProBlogger is quite a big name in our industry. Um, so that was a really good thing to do. That was one of the trips that I did last year. It was really, really worthwhile. Proof um, to me that you didn't just go down there on holiday yeah, and yeah. drinking Foster's. I recorded the, uh, yeah. recorded the talk just to prove to Matthew it wasn't yeah. a jolly. Um, but uh, yeah, that was really good. There was a lot of good stuff come out of that from friendships, actually, to partnerships, to, to content. Um, so yeah, that was a really worthwhile one. It's something around, I think I mentioned last time about getting out of the office. It's definitely something you have to do is get out there and meet people. Um, make such a difference to your visibility and your credibility. But then on to the sort of the important parts of this period, which was the membership. So in October, November, really the big activity then was preparing Fan Fishing to launch. Now Fan Fishing was the new brand that we came up with for the membership site, for the coaching that we were going to offer with the podcast host. The reasoning behind this, <laughs> you can stop me at any point if I'm if I'm sugarcoating this at all. I the, I wanted to make it so that we're not just talking focusing directly on podcasting because podcasting is a great niche, but we're right we're doing more and more blogging, more and more video. Well, actually, I mean blogging is the main activity we do these days. Podcasting is the core of building our trust, our authority, all that kind of stuff. But blogging is how we get our visibility. So. I wanted fan fishing to focus on podcasting at its core, but actually draw in much more around blogging and much more around video, so that it's about creating fans. That was the whole point, fan fishing. It was about creating fans, creating an audience, growing an audience. It's very much like what this show's about, actually. This show's about growing an audience, growing fans, growing loyalty, growing the numbers. And that's what fan fishing was really aimed at. But to be frank, after two months of building the, the membership site of creating, putting all our courses in there, setting up the coaching, the live sessions, the community, spending a lot of time on that, the launch didn't go as well as we hoped. Uh, we had aimed for 50, wasn't it? Our target was 50 people in that first um, founder members group. We got, how many in the first week? Two, I think. <laughs> so we're nearly there. Just, we just fell short. Yes, indeed. Lunches. Yeah. So you you kind of hope that you get. You tend to with lunches. You tend to get a big chunk at the start and a big chunk at the end. The big chunk at the end tends to be a lot bigger than the big chunk at the start as well. But our big chunk at the start was two. So that wasn't terribly encouraging. And it was running a three launch, a three week launch period as well, whereby uh, we were doing a, a different thing in each week. First week was uh, just announcing the offer. Uh, basically highlighting what we're offering, the cost of it, the special offer around it as well, a discount for these founder members. 
Second week was a competition, so I ran a competition, which we gave away a few prizes around. And third week was the um, the closing week, I suppose, like showing how it's counting down and it's closing and it's going to be closed for a few months because that's what we'd intended to, to work with that first group of people for a few months to improve it, to make it really good and then open it again around now, actually, just a few weeks ago. But... Uh, so yeah, pretty discouraged over those three weeks basically because we had those two purchases in that first two weeks <clears throat> and then nothing since then. Um, in the last week though, just as we were closing down, we got another 12 purchases. So we had 14 people in initially and we actually got one other person in a week later who had tried to join but had a bit of trouble with it. So we ended up with 15 people in total, which wasn't really very close to our 50. It's a good football team, a couple of substitutes. <laughs> yeah, so, um... yeah. So... We had a few conversations at that point around whether we'd run it or not, didn't we? Like there was there was talk about not running it at all. Basically, whether it would be worthwhile running it with that many people, whether it was just entirely the wrong offering, whether our audience just didn't want this kind of thing. I talked to people though, talked to some of the buyers, talked to some of the non-buyers. It looked like the trouble really was a couple of things, two parts. Firstly, that fan fishing message was just too far. It was a step too far. We'd moved too far away from the podcasting. Um, towards building fans uh, and people didn't really know what we were offering we we our audience is podcast our podcasters we do podcasting that's what we do that's what we know that's what we write about we read about it. it's, it's just podcasting is at the core of everything we do and fan fishing the messaging around it just didn't reflect that enough it was too far away from it so people were just confused and therefore didn't know to buy didn't want to buy the other part of it was that it was it was a, a $50 membership discounted to $39 uh, for the founder members. So it's not an insignificant monthly payment. And quite a few people told me that it was just, it was yet another monthly subscription, which was in that kind of tier, which is a decent bit of money every month. And they just couldn't afford either the time or the money for it. So the money is significant itself, but people are willing to pay that. So people are willing to pay for uh, memberships at that level but um, they know that they have to commit for a bit of time to it so it was partly the money and it was partly the time they didn't have the time to commit to another membership of that of that tier because they feel like they need to put in maybe five six seven hours a week in that community learning com- contributing going to live sessions to get the money's worth to get that 40 50 dollars worth so it was just it just doesn't fit into people's lives i think it's a bit of a struggle right now that there's a lot of memberships a lot of subscriptions and that level coming out right now that people are just they don't want to subscribe to both money and time and it's so ours fell into that category so our solution was basically to to lower both so to lower the time commitment and to lower the monetary commitment and it's not just making it cheaper so it wasn't just to cut the price just for the sake of trying to sell more as in doing a sale or something it was the fact that we want it actually now to be a premium upgrade. So we want to concentrate on the free content because that's what we love doing, that's what we enjoy doing, that's what people, our audience enjoys. So we want to concentrate on getting that stuff out there. And if people really enjoy that, then they can subscribe a premium tier, which is only $18 a month now, to get the extra content, so to get the courses, to get the resources, and to get live sessions. So we've cut down our time commitment. We're not gonna be in the forums half as much. There is a forum there for people to play around in if they want, but we're not gonna be there that much. We're not gonna have as many live sessions um, or mentored sessions, that type of stuff that can take a lot of pre-planning. Instead, we're just gonna do one one hour every two weeks, which is just Q and A. 
So there's a lot less. It means that we can engage with our audience. We can talk to our people that are our members. We can really engage with people, build up that level of you know loyalty um, at the same time as offering a lot of value. So it's more of a kind of premium upgrade tier than anything else now. It was also like we kind of talked about it being like a posh Patreon. Yes. Because like yes. we as a, well, we put a lot of stuff out there, don't mm. we? Yeah. Um, and I dare say we've, we've helped a few people over yes. the years. Yeah. So we don't have like a Patreon or that. So it's an opportunity, if nothing else, for somebody just to say like, thanks very much and, you know, get us a couple of beers every month. Yeah. So... You know, even if they don't intend on using the premium content, it's good just to have that there as a yeah, exactly. A way of, um, like I say, somebody yeah, pledging some thank money. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And a few people have asked for that as well, haven't they? Which is which mm-hmm. is amazing. People are actually sort of keen to do that. So yeah. that's cool. So yeah, if people want to get the courses, the how tos, the the more ongoing stuff, the regular scheduled um, content that we're going to put out there, then they can pay for the upgrade. Or if they just want to say thank you and support the free content that we do, help us get more of that stuff out there, then they can subscribe to that too. So we've launched that now. A couple of weeks ago, we launched that. A soft launch this time. We're not doing a big launch. It just doesn't suit the way that we work, to be honest. The shouting about how great we are, all that kind of stuff, I think you need to do to make a launch work, which is fine for some people. It just didn't really, I found it exhausting after a week. <laughs> so our strategy with this was to just put it out there. Put a, one email out to our list saying that it exists now, showing, telling them about the change. But actually now it's all about just gradually building into the funnel. So it's going to be in the email funnel. It's going to be in the, uh, it's going to be on the website. So we're going to have uh, lots of in article mentions. We're going to talk about it in our articles. We're going to talk about it in all the content that we do. Just as a, if you're, if you like this, maybe you'll like that. Uh, and also we'll be putting on podcasts and stuff like that as well. Um, and we will try some paid ads, I think, as well. That'll probably be an experiment or run on the numbers game in the future around how we use paid ads to, to promote the stuff we do too. So that's how we got up to where we are now, basically. That was only two weeks ago we released that. Um, alongside that, because we decided to cut down on that kind of that premium community support we've managed to we've upped our free content a bit haven't we so it's given room to do stuff like this to create this show which is taking me blooming ages so far <laughs> to edit the videos at the same time as doing the podcast thing um and thinking about like fiction podcasts and and just writing more so we're getting i think we've had five articles out a week for the last few weeks because we've had guest posts as well as the ones that we're putting out as well yeah so being able to do that is just really rewarding being able to put out more of the, the good stuff that we want to into the community so yeah that's um that's the approach much more free content but every every week or so we'll put something new into the community as well so we're building that resource and giving as much value as we can to that membership so like i said that brings us up to the present day in terms of the story of the the content of the coaching of you know the the evolution from producing and mentoring to what we do now which is just putting out as much free content as we can, generating income through affiliate um, income, through sponsorship, through advertising, and uh, the upgrades as well through the Podcast Host Academy, which is whether it's people going in there to get the courses or whether it's people going in to just support what we do. So next step is the data. So we've been giving you updates on how our affiliate income, how our traffic, how our client income, all that stuff was growing through the first uh, few years of the podcast host's life. 
Uh, and now I want to go on to, now that we're getting into the present day, I'll give you a baseline of what we're at right now. Um, what we're going to do, I think, over the next few weeks is we'll take, we're going to have four sets of, there's four sort of things we track in our business. This might be useful to you as well. Four KPIs, really, or four groups of KPIs, I guess. KPIs being key performance indicators, sorry, business buzzwords, but um, it's an easy way to describe it. So there's four areas of that that we track quite regularly, um, and that is web stats. So that is down to traffic, you know, just simple traffic numbers, but it's also engagement, how people engage with the site, move through the site, um, and their behavior on the site, what, what pages and stuff they're looking at. The next one is income, obviously. So what revenue we're taking, that's through the membership, it's through affiliate income, it's through sponsorship, it's through client work as well. Then we've got email. So I've, I draw email as a KPI because it's so important, I think, as a marketing method. So it's um, how many opt-ins we're getting each month, how people are going through our sequences, how many people are converting from you know the automated sequences in our email funnel into buying customers, that kind of thing. So we'll be talking about that as a KPI as well. And the final one is our content output as well. So how much we're actually putting out there, how, much, how many blogs we're doing a week, how many podcasts we're doing each week, how many videos we're doing each week. I find if we're not tracking that, it can slip quite easily. So we'll be reporting back on that as well. And that'll give you an idea of, you know, how much content we're putting out to generate the change that we're showing you. <laughs> we're hopefully showing you the traffic and the income increases. We're showing you how much content we're putting out to start to generate that change as well. So that's what I'm going to be reporting back. I think the best way to do it is there's no point in reporting these every week because traffic goes up and down every week like crazy. Um, and income's the same as well. If we showed you that, there wouldn't be much in the way of trends. Monthly is a much better time period for it. So what we're gonna do is we've got four KPIs there. So every four weeks, we're gonna do each one. So I'll do web stats like the first week of every month. We'll do income the second week every month. We'll do email the third week every month. So that means it'll be cycling each time and we'll show you the picture of the last four weeks or the last month. And that'll give you a good idea of the trends and, and how we're progressing. So this time around, this week, we've got the web stats. That's what I want to start with. So right now on the website, to give you an idea of where we're at in terms of our stats, our basic aim is to grow. This is our base aim. So our base aim is to grow our web traffic by 5% every month. That gives us, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty sort of brute force statistic. It doesn't really show you much about how you're doing it or the quality of that traffic or anything, but it's still a good indicator in terms of growth. So that's our, our sort of really basic growth metric is 5% every month. And the aspirational aim is 10%. And we more often than not get the 10%. Um, so I should be that our base aim really, <laughs> since we mostly get that. But anyway, the last 30 days, so we've had 60,000 sessions in the last 30 days. Uh, that's up 25% on the last month. So we've done really well in the last month. That's your fiction podcasting article actually growing pretty well. I'll take the credit. All right, all your, all your good work. Uh, that's 48,000 users. That's up 25% as well. Page views, uh, we've got 1.43. So this is one that's always been quite low for us. People only view maybe one point, well, only view 1.43 pages <laughs> per visit. Um, up from 1.4 the last time around. So like I say, it's always been quite low. That I think I can see an experiment coming up in that on the show. Spend a month trying to increase our um, our page views relative to our visits. Try and get that up to at least two pages per visitor or so. Um, I'll look into what the average stats are for that actually, because I've never really investigated that. What a good page view, um, you know, pages per visit stat is. But we're on one point four three just now. I don't really see that as great. 
Duration, one minute and 40. That's down 8%. So the average person spends about a minute and 40 seconds on the site, which is decent, I'd have, I'd have thought. But I need to, again, again, I'm going to investigate that. I'll report back on that in a few weeks, I think, when we start an experiment on this. Um, and bounce rate, we've got at uh, it's 73% just now, up from 70 last time around. So that's our stats right now. Uh, and like I say, I'm going to report back on that. We'll report back on that again in four weeks' time. Uh, and hopefully give you even more detail into what the behaviour is and stuff like that too. Next time though, next week, we'll do income. So that'll be uh, what we're making this month, uh, or what we made last month, I should say. Now for the lesson for this week. And it comes out of the story that I told earlier on, mainly over the last six months, about launching the membership site. So there are a couple of mistakes that I mentioned in there. The first being the fan fishing branding and the fact that it was a step too far away from podcasting. Um, I remember you had a few misgivings about it. Is this the post-mortem? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, did you, what, were you, what were your thoughts on it, honestly, frankly, about it? The first time I heard the name, yeah. I thought it was fishing, yeah. as in like fishing, fishing with a rod. <laughs> fishing um, for fish. Which still would have worked, funnily yeah. enough, because yeah. you yeah. would have been fishing for fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the connotations of that aren't exactly amazing. Yeah, um, and I, I'm just quite happy... Uh, being a podcaster, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's definitely what I do a lot more than um, than anything else. Yeah. yeah. So, Aye. and even if you do write a fair bit just now, it's still uh, it's still your pa- your sort of core skill, I suppose. Your passion is the podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a th- it's something that a lot of people go through. It's you want to widen out. Like our clients come to us and they all say, "I want to do a podcast." Um, I'm in the health and health and fitness niche and I want to podcast about everything and what do you what, what's the first thing you tell them yeah you're, you're <laughs> trying to you're trying to get them down yeah. the niche down yeah. and down and, and really target something specific yeah. and if you want you could expand for that but it's very mm. hard to you know if you start general it's very hard then to yes. go the other way exactly so. yeah totally um, and it's also just so much easier to sell something to people as well if you have a, a niche, isn't it? Like if you have a really targeted niche, it's really specific. It's like people know exactly this is what, what this, this is exactly for them because it's targeted right at them. So, and that's what the fan fishing thing fell down on. I think it was the name didn't really mean much. Um, audience building can apply to so many people. And we're actually trying that with this show, of course. So that's a bit of an experiment with this show is we're going a bit wider than we normally do. Um, but we're trying to make it more niche in terms of I'm bringing my data geekiness into it by doing the experiments and the stats and all that kind of stuff. We're doing a bit of storytelling, which ties into our podcasting skills. So there's different ways to do it. But yeah, there's the lesson I learned there is you need to try and figure out what you're known for and not just the wider niche, not just like even podcasting. I mean, we could niche down even from podcasting, couldn't we? Like what's the most popular thing on our site? Oh, good question. <laughs> well, what's your perception? I know from the stats, but what do you get asked about most on Equipment. our Equipment. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Microphones. Yeah. So. So, so we could say we're not a podcasting website. We're a podcast equipment website. And it wouldn't actually change much in terms of our targeting because that is what we're asked about. Like mm-hmm. 75% of the time, it's equipment questions, isn't it? Yeah. Setups, that kind of stuff. So... Uh, if we were starting out brand new, that's probably what I would do. I would I would do just podcast equipment because that's what we're seeing traction with. If we didn't have much traffic right now, that's what I would start with, that niche. So, yeah, 
stick to a niche, pick it and, and really nail that niche. And there's nothing to stop you widening out later. It's just that I think we, we tried it a bit early um, and not in the best way possible. So that was my mistake. But yeah, maybe try it again in future. Or this podcast is a step towards that. The other lesson is that during the process of doing that membership, I was working with two of my friends who were also launching a membership site. And I found that I'd never done that before in terms of running a project and actually running it parallel with other people. <clears throat> and they, it was, it was really, it was so, it sounds obvious now, but it was so useful in that we were all doing, using the same system. We all decided to use the same system. So we were using, um, the same membership package, the same you know payment method, the same shopping cart software. Um, we're doing similar methods, totally different niches, but it just saved us all so much time because we we were solving each other's problems. Like we'd be working on different problems and just ask the other one for the solution, as opposed to all having to solve all the problems. Um, so. If you can, next time you're doing a little project like that, whether it's launching a new product, whether it's creating something new on your website, whether it's whatever kind of activity, if you can find somebody else within your own peer group or even elsewhere that's doing the same thing, try and do it as a kind of a partner. You're not working together. You're not creating something that works together, but you're creating something in parallel and the work is so much, uh, so heavily shared that it's just, it's hugely useful. I mean, an online community might be useful for this. So I got a lot of help from the membership guys, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Um, got a lot of help from them. I could have found somebody in there that was at the same stage as me building a membership site and asked them if they wanted to do a kind of um, a buddy system, I suppose, in creating the membership site. So I would recommend that to anyone that's taken on a project like this. Find somebody that you can buddy up with and work with them to, uh, to share the load. Now for the experiment section of the show, and we're going to go into the email opt-in work that we've been doing over the last few weeks. So if you've been following along, you know that we uh, installed a few new custom lead magnets on the site about three weeks ago, was it now? Uh, so we had our custom lead magnet, which was um, our ultimate kit bag. So it was one designed for the equipment geeks out there looking at all of our equipment articles. It was our ultimate uh, podcast recording kit bag um, PDF. So we put that on the site and we also have our Skype lead magnet as well. So Skype interview guide, which is on all of our Skype pages. And then we have a fiction podcasting one as well, how to make a fiction podcast lead magnet, which is on all our fiction podcasting pages. And finally, we've got our genetic uh, how to podcast ebook, which is kind of our backup lead magnet on all the rest of our pages. I mentioned last week that the couple of weeks before discovered that these custom lead magnets don't seem to be working as well as they possibly should be, getting pretty low opt-in rates. So I decided last week to put the the generic ebook back onto all of the pages, but split it out across the different sections of the site. So I'm going to report back on in on that. Now it's quite different, it's pretty differing, it's pretty varying across the whole site. So I've got the ebook on the equipment pages on their own. So on the equipment pages, so that's anything within our equipment category, anything about microphones, mixers, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> We're getting a 1.58% opt-in right now. Like I mentioned last time around, on the last episode, I covered a Sumo Me article, which gave some great stats on average opt-in rates, gives a good idea of what we should be expecting with our opt-ins. Um, and if you're above 1.8, I believe it was, you're in the top 50%. So we're still in the bottom 50% there with that opt-in. So that's still quite poor. But 
It's better than the Skype guide, which is only 0.53, which is useless. Shouldn't <laughs> so, have bothered. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so on the Skype pages, anyone that's looking for Skype interview tips does not need to know how to podcast, which no. makes sense because if they're doing Skype interviews already, then they probably know how to podcast. Yeah. But then again, they're trying to find out how to do Skype. No, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Fiction podcast one is even less, 0.34, which makes sense too. <laughs> Just listeners, yes. that's what I'm telling myself. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so everyone reading Art Matthews' uh, fiction podcast article, they're actually fiction podcast listeners, and they're the ones we're having trouble converting because that's quite a different audience from normal. They are not converting very well in the How to Podcast book. Finally, all other articles, so everything else across the site, our planning, our logistics, our speaking skills, all that kind of stuff, they're doing the best. So they're at 1.85% opt-in, which I suppose kind of makes sense because they're much more, a lot of them are much more beginners articles, much more general trying to find out a bit more about how to increase your podcasting skills. So a how-to-podcast book might work. It seems, well, it seems obvious that that kind of book might work better on those types of uh, articles. So I'm going to run this experiment one more week, give it a good bit of um, a lot of pop-ups in there, get a lot of traffic in there, make sure we're, we're um, getting some good baseline stats here. And that'll give us a good, like I say, that'll give us a good baseline to then compare the custom pop-ups from and run them for a couple of weeks beyond that. But we'll report back in, we start, we're going to start running a couple of headline uh, experiments too, comparing a few different headlines and try and report back to you on uh, which types of headlines seem to work best with our audience. So we'll get back to you on those ones as soon as we can. That takes us to the action section of this episode. So this is where you get your homework, something for you guys to do. Uh, this time around, last time we got them to install, oh no, to sign up for a convert kit, wasn't it? So it was to sign up for an email provider. So I hope you got on all right with that. Um, or it was MailChimp as well. So ConvertKit was, is the one that we use because of the power it has around you know, funneling people around, um, basing, sending them particular emails based on actions, that type of stuff. But MailChimp does the job pretty well as well and MailChimp's free. Uh, but if you want ConvertKit for the power, then go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash ConvertKit. That's our affiliate link. If you don't mind using it, that'd be excellent. Otherwise, you can just search for them obviously on the web. Um, but yeah, so if you've signed up for them, the next step I would say here is for you to send. Uh, so you set up the ConvertKit system to take the lead magnet from, or the email from the SumoMe tool into ConvertKit. Now they're on your list in ConvertKit. You can send them broadcasts as much as you want. So that would be individual emails that you can send to people every week. But what you really want to do in the first little while is send them a little automated sequence so that everybody's indoctrinated is <laughs> a bad word but it's um it's a good way to describe it in terms of everyone gets the same onboarding the same experience of getting to know your brand in the first place getting to know your company get to know your yourself if it's yourself just as a personal brand so here's what i want you to do i want you to create three emails that will go out automatically following that lead magnet so they sign up, you send them the lead magnet through SumoMe, but then ConvertKit will automatically send them these three emails over the three weeks, say, following that, uh, that first sign up. So the first one would be, I would say usually it would be at what's coming. So it's uh, introducing like, them to the email list, say, thanks very much for signing up, here's what you can expect 
from the mailing list. Here's the kind of things we tend to talk about. Um, if you want to tell us what you want to what you want us to cover, then send us an email back. Try and get them to to engage with you at that point, whether it's email back or whether it's getting on Twitter and that kind of stuff. But it's basically a, an introduction email. It's what's coming. Let them know what to expect and try and get them to whitelist you as well. So get you, them to put you into their uh, the contact list, and that keeps you out of the spam folder. The second one will be a get to know you. So. I would tend to put a story in here, so tell a bit of a story behind the business, how the business started maybe, or how you got to where you are just now, or something that reveals a little bit, you know, puts a bit of vulnerability out there, a bit of honesty, a bit of transparency out there, and it gets them to really see the personality behind the brand, whether that's yourself or whether that's the business. The third one would be to teach something, so this is a quick win, you want to do this. Um, You could actually argue that this could come first, because actually to get people to buy into your email list, maybe you want to give them a quick one right away. But um, I tend to have tried a few different ways, I quite like it this way just now, whereby the third email, I'll do that quick win. So they already know me a little bit by that point, and then I'll teach them something really good that they can do in maybe 10-15 minutes that actually gives them a big improvement to what they do. And for us, that tends to be, um, I think, the click editing method is what I sent out. So it's a way to edit your podcasts or your videos in a really simple way, because all you do is every time you make a mistake, you go into your microphone, and then you know where to make your edits, and you don't have to listen through the whole thing. So you just show them that one little trick, and it tends to give people a really quick little win that um, shows them that you know what you're talking about, gives them a bit of satisfaction, and keeps them coming back for more. So that's what I want you to do this week. Go away, create those three emails and convert kit and make sure that it's all tied together so that every new person that comes onto your list, comes into convert kit, ends up getting those three emails over the first three weeks. And that means even if you forget to do a broadcast one week or whatever, then at least the brand new people on your list are definitely getting that same experience every time and getting indoctrinated into your brand and getting to know you. Hey, that closes up another episode of The Numbers Game. You didn't speak much at all there. No, Sorry, I'm, I'm merely fault. a facilitator. <laughs> I'm just here to make sure everything's okay. We keep saying this, that uh, the past story basically is kind of me just telling it because it's, well, it's mostly me that's been involved in creating it. But And once we get up to the present day, it'll be much more you can get involved. I think that's true, but we keep putting it back. When we get a sponsor, <laughs> I could read the sponsor. Um, what's the one? Blue Apron? Or yeah, yeah. Blue Apron we'll or them. Squarespace. Or, yeah. We just um, made them sponsor free, the show for free. Free sponsors, yeah. Oh, well. Squarespace, if you're listening, give me some money. <laughs> um, but yeah, that ties up another show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you're out there, uh, give us some feedback. As always, we want to know what's going on. Um, with you, whether you're enjoying the show, whether what bits you like, what bits you don't like. There's a few different ways you can get in touch via Twitter. Uh, what's our Twitter again? The, the podcast host at the podcast host on Twitter. That's the one. Uh, you can email uh, info at thepodcasthost.com. Uh, or if you're on iTunes, uh, a review is always helpful. It's always useful. If you can go on there to iTunes, find the numbers game, search for the numbers game, you'll find us there and give us a, a review on there. Honest review, a comment, giving us some feedback, that'd be excellent. That always helps us get the show out to more people. But anyway, thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for co-hosting um, to the extent you did, Matthew. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm tired from all this talking. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on it more. Yeah, we'll definitely get it more. Okay, cool. Uh, right. Thank you again for your time and talk to you next time.